0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Personalization Outbreak Podcast. In times of great change, leaders need all the support that they can get. See, change is hard, and we all know that. But what's even harder is trying to implement change without the trust and support of your team. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of creating a culture of trust in order to lead your team through change. Our guest today is Tiffany King. Vice President of People Teams at United Healthcare. Now, Tiffany is an HR executive with several years of HR experience in multiple organizations that include Starbucks, Apple, and Banfield Pet Hospital. Now, together, we'll share some very important tips on how you can start building trust within your team and create a positive environment for change. Before we get started, please click the like button below Share it with your colleagues and subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media at Glen Let's get started. The 2022 season of Personalization Outbreak podcast is brought to you by City of Hope, a world leader in the research and treatment of cancer, diabetes and other life threatening diseases. City of Hope has been ranked among the nation's best hospitals in cancer by U.S. News and World Report for over a decade. Learn more about City of Hope at cityofhope.org. You are listening to Personalization Outbreak, a podcast about the collapse of traditional corporate standards in today's more personalized world. I'm Glenn Yopis. I'm a leadership strategist, author, contributor to Forbes, and founder of the Leadership in the Age of Personalization Movement. On this show, I'm interviewing executives across multiple sectors to find out how the balance between standardization and personalization can exist. Tiffany, so glad to have you on the show. Finally, you're here.
1: (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Thank you, Glenn. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, you're very, very welcome, Tiff. And you know, look, We've had discussions, you know, in preparation for this uh, interview around just how everyone at some level is experiencing transformation right now, whether it's in their personal lives, whether it's professionally. And this means that we're just all having to navigate uncharted waters. I mean, we're dealing with so many unknowns. But in the end, what we're all learning how to really do is manage. Opportunities, especially those that were previously unseen. That's why I always say, Tiff, that transformation is really a fancy word for opportunity management. In fact, I like to ask our audience this question Have you ever taken a class in opportunity management? Well, of course you have. It wasn't part of our curriculum in school or the things that we learn even in our jobs. But let's again simplify the term transformation it's all about opportunity management and i know tiff that what you're experiencing right now at united healthcare is transformation not just at an organizational level but at a people level so i know that this topic means a lot to you and let's jump in to help people understand what some of those strategies are to manage opportunity what do you think about this tiff
1: yeah that sounds good you are so right it's such a relevant topic today, right? So glad we're having the conversation.
0: Okay, well, the first thing we all need to realize is that opportunities are everywhere, yet few have eyes to see them. And I often say that people that can't see opportunities are those that are really stuck in old, outdated ways of doing things. So Tiffany, why must leaders begin to respect different points of view more than ever before? so that they can broaden their observations about the realities that are right in front of them.
1: Yeah, you know, Glenn, I would tell you, it is so important for leaders to really kind of broaden their perspective, right? When you think about how we approach the business or approach the work, especially in the environment today, right? just think about how um, our culture, our workplace is shifting it is so critical for leaders to be able to look at the big, bigger picture, right? And take in all perspectives, right? I always say that um, to be an agile learner is to actually take in all points of view, right? So you've gotta be able to consider, you know, different perspectives and insights and thoughts in order for us to see the possibilities. If you stay within your little silo, You're never going to be able to look up and look out and, you know, really kind of understand what's happening in the broader world around us. So I think it's so important for leaders to be able to kind of elevate their point of view, take in all perspectives, and quite honestly, to me, that helps us see the possibilities.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting about your comment, Tiff, is that, uh, again, I think that this was done unknowingly, but. Business models, for the most part, especially legacy business models, were actually designed to put people in silos and to actually find like-minded thinking. Not just find it, but curate it. Like, yeah. what? why is that so limiting in your point of view?
1: Yeah, I will tell you, when you are in an organization where you're working in silos, you become stuck. Right. You're you're not there. There's lack of movement. There's lack of innovation and and creation. And so it's so important for us to be able to break through those silos and understand there is a greater world around us. Right. And I agree with you. I mean, I've worked in many organizations where we are siloed. And what it does is it impacts our ability to collaborate. And when you collaborate, you get different thoughts and ideas. Right. And so it's important for us to think about how do we break out of this silo and be able to reach across the aisle? And again, like I said, kind of broaden our view and our reach so that we can gain different perspectives. But you're so right. And I will tell you, it's a challenge, right? Because that's how most organizations are designed.
0: Well, um, I'll think about yeah. what you just said, Tiff. I mean, if that's how they're designed, then perhaps we're beginning to understand why it's hard for organizations to measure inclusion. Because if if we were actually inclusive organizations, we would be broadening our observations all the time through the richness of people's different points of view, right? Back to the things that you're saying. So, So Tiff, let's jump into another strategy that's so important in managing opportunities. And it's one that's what we're dealing with big time right now. And that is When we're all trying to navigate uncertainty, it requires us to get out in front of change. I mean, Uh, let's think about this for a moment. Who are the (laughs) colleagues? And this is not a question for, for our audience. Who are the colleagues that you can rely upon now and into the future? Right? Are they the same ones that you can always rely upon on? Or are certain people just too stuck in the old ways of doing things that you can't evolve fast enough as our business models evolve.
2: So, Tiffany, what are some lessons that you've learned by
0: anticipating new ways of getting out in front of change?
1: Yeah, well, you know, Glenn, I will tell you, I'm actually going to take it back a little bit, sure. So, <laughs> um, and, you know, just talk a little bit about my my childhood experience and growing up, right? I won't go too deep, right? I don't want to give too much away in terms of, uh, you know, where I am today or how old I am. But anyway, (laughs) what I would tell you is, you know, when I was growing up, we moved a lot. So my dad was not in the military, but he worked for um, Lockheed Martin. And so every four to five years, we knew we were going to make a change. We were getting ready to move again. And so for me, when I think about those experiences and having to pick up go to a new school. The lunchroom was the worst because you had to make new friends and meet new people. But what happened is, as I got older, I, I anticipated the move, right? I kind of knew right at that four year mark, we were going to be moving again. And I was going to have to prepare myself for a change and a shift. And so, you know, it became normal in my life. And I will tell you, translate that into my career and how I've been able to you know, bring that into this workspace and bring it into um, this place in terms of where I function and how I function, I think it's so important for us to think about, you know, we've got to continue to change and evolve as we grow, right? We've got to anticipate that things are not always going to be the same, right? So I think about it in terms of how do I anticipate kind of all the intricacies that come along with change, Right? There's so many things to consider, right? It's like those what ifs, what if this happens, right? And I think as leaders, it's important for us to think about those things and have them top of mind, knowing that we are change agents, right? And that we're going to um, disrupt the business or disrupt the flow of business. It's important to be thinking about how is that gonna make an impact to my people, to the organization, to me?
2: Well. In Tiffany, I mean, right now you're in a
0: role that's all about people leadership. Um, I can yeah. imagine what you're dealing with is everyone's trying to navigate through these uncharted waters. I mean, what would you say to someone who feels stuck?
1: That's such a great question. Um, you know what I would say, and I'm, I, I am in a role um, where... You know, I have an opportunity um, to, to not only impact change, but again, be a change agent and help others navigate through change. And so, you know, what I would say is just some self-reflection, right? To understand why are you feeling stuck? What, what is it about this moment in this time that's causing you to feel like you can't move forward, right? And then how, how do I support you? And being able to make that transition, right? Who who are the people, you said it earlier, Glenn, who are those people, those individuals, those allies, those advocates, who can help you become unstuck, right? And help you move forward, right? Whether it's a friend or co-worker or colleague, right?
0: Well, you're getting to another strategy that's so critically important. And that is during times of transformation, we need to help people unleash themselves, unleash their passionate pursuits, so that they can not only unleash their individuality, but can certainly help the organization um, seize these endless possibilities before circumstances force our hand, right? So as leaders, we need to help our peers, our colleagues, uh, even our executives, get into exploration mode so that they can begin to reconnect to the foundational roots that define the organization's mission. So I love where you're going with that. You know, let help help people, encourage people to reflect, but then who can they go to as someone that can help unleash them and get them to a place where they feel that their contribution is valued and it can be, uh, be a big, big part of helping the organization get out in front of this transformation. So how does unleashing uh, one's passionate pursuits strengthen the organization's mission?
1: Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to tell you, Glenn, one piece of advice I've always given those that I've mentored, and that is to follow your passion, follow your passion and seek to grow in an organization Whose values align with your values and your morals, right? That is what I've always done and tried to do um, throughout my career. Um, but I will tell you, if you can help someone unleash unleash that passion, then it really kind of equates to their ability to do their best work, right? And so if you can just help them understand, follow that passion, unleash, unleash that passion, and just watch the value that you will add to the organization. You'll flourish, right? That's, that's what I believe. And that's what I've always seen throughout my career. So I think it's um, helping people to see their purpose and their impact in the organization through their passion. Well, and not
0: only does it help the organization, it helps the individual, right? Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, what people don't realize is that as leaders, we need to discover what people love to do. Because that's when you could ignite, to your point, that purpose, that passion, and allow work to be meaningful and thrilling again. So, so true. So, so, Tiff, the other one, you know, another strategy that's really important in transformation, or as I've referred to it as opportunity management, is knowing that we have to embrace this entrepreneurial attitude when navigating these uncharted waters. We need to think big and bold, you know, to make a difference and have an impact when the moment calls. And I want to remind everyone that entrepreneurship just isn't a business term anymore. It's a way of life. I mean, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be entrepreneurial. So Tiffany, why does having an entrepreneurial spirit, this attitude activate a whole new level of strategic focus and how does it, in the end, help the individual and the organization create and sustain momentum?
1: Yeah. You know, Glenn, you talked about it earlier. You talked about inclusion, right? And so we, when I think about the work that we've um, strived to, to really achieve across the organizations where I've worked, really, is how do we encourage people to bring their unique thoughts, and ideas into a safe place where they can be heard, right? So when I think of an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit, just like you said, you don't have to be an entrepreneur, but you really have to have that courage to be able to speak freely and, and speak your ideas and your thoughts, even when they may be a little uncommon, right? And so I think it's important that we as leaders create that safe space for our people to share their unique thoughts and to, and to feel safe sharing their voice right it allows for the person to grow it allows for them to really kind of see the fruits of their ideas and their thoughts especially when we turn it into action right it says that we care about you we care about what you have to say and we want you to bring that into this space because it matters and so i think it's important for us to create that space again, it brings um, that opportunity for people to be innovative and be creative, right? And so we want to create trust and belief as leaders. And so that's why I say it's important. It's important for the person to feel um, heard and valued. And it's important for the organization because their value matters.
0: Exactly. Well, and I think through this process, as you've
2: described it, Tiffany, we begin to put people
0: in a position of discovering their own capacity yeah. right because in the age of standardization when things are almost predetermined for you uh, to do things a certain way when we create that room for people to live that entrepreneurial spirit they begin to discover things that they're capable of that have never really been utilized before and again everybody yeah. wins especially during times of uncertainty. Now, Tiffany, the next one is really important, right? I mean, we all know that uh, when you're dealing with any kind of change, especially during these times of uncertainty, as leaders, we need to step back and recognize that this isn't about taking care of ourselves more than it is about how do we take care of others and their unique needs. It's about Being able to provide in-the-moment feedback and a level of respect to one's ideas and ideals. Because right now, it's about helping others learn how to garner trust, not just Mm. themselves, but to earn the trust of others. Why is creating a culture of trust so critically important right now?
1: Wow. That is such a great question and I'll tell you, you know, we've been dealing with this recently, even even on my team, we've been having conversations um, about trust and just how important it is, right? I mean, honestly, Glenn, trust is important because you're basically asking people to follow you into the unknown, right? You, You have to be able to build trust, right? So people will follow you somewhere where, Sometimes you're not sure where you're going, right? You know, it's there. We know there's possibilities, but we're asking people to follow us. And so I would tell you, building a culture of trust is not only critical, but it's necessary. You know, for me, it's a non-negotiable as a leader. And so, you know, it's funny, I was reading an article and one of the quotes in the article said that trust is the operating system of every relationship. You need it to function right you need it to be in sync and so i say when you build trust you're you're you get people to a place where they're more willing to navigate the uncertainty of change with less fear and apprehension so i say trust is again a non-negotiable when you talk about change
0: well you know i'm inspired by what you've said but on the other side i see just how much uh, we how many trust gaps are out there? I mean, it's a tough yeah. time right now. And so who do you believe? What do you believe? And I'll just share this and you can certainly uh, react to it, is we need people to trust themselves.
2: Oh, that's so good. Trust themselves. What? Why do you think it's difficult for people to trust themselves?
1: Yeah, that you know what, Glenn? That is such a, it's a good question and it's profound. And I, I will tell you, I think it's hard sometimes, I do, I think we, just as human beings, right, I think it's in our nature to sometimes doubt ourselves, right? And, you know, I I will tell you, um, as, a, as a female, um, as an African-American female, I know many times we deal with imposter syndrome and feeling like, should I really be here? You know, do I trust um, the experience and the expertise that I'm bringing into the into this space, to the table, it doesn't does really hold value and merit, right? We start to question ourselves. And I would tell you, we have to really remove that doubt and, and really begin to trust ourselves and trust the fact that we belong here. You know, I always tell people take a seat at the table. Again, the people that I mentor, the young ladies that I mentor, take a seat at the table. You belong there, you're there for a reason trust yourself, trust the fact that you bring incredible insight and value and expertise. That is why you were invited. Right. And so I do think it's hard because we have doubt, but we've got to continue to work against that.
2: Tiffany, you're so inspiring. And, you know, as we, as we wrap things up here, um, let's face it, people are struggling.
0: People are trying to Bring joy into their life. And, you know, at a time where not only is there a level of uncertainty that we've never experienced before, but really there's so much
2: demanded of us than ever before. So, as we close the show, um, let me
0: throw this at you. See, I believe that success comes most to those who are surrounded by people who want their success to continue. How would you guide someone that is in search
2: of others that want their success to continue?
1: Wow, you know, I will tell you this, I'll share pretty candidly and quickly. Some years ago when I first became a leader, I read a book and the book was about what is the legacy that you wanna leave? And I, you know, I will tell you, I take those principles into every leadership role that I have. And the one thing that it talked about that stood out to me most was to be me, (laughs) Don't try to be anyone else, but be me and stay true to my morals and my values and all those things that are important to the essence of who I am. And so I've always tried to stand on that, right? To stand on my laurels and, and ensure that I am, bringing that into the workplace, right? And staying true to that because for me, that's the legacy I wanna leave. And so I would tell anyone, be true to who you are, be true to the essence of who you are, right? And that will help to create that legacy. And really think about it, think about what is the mark you wanna leave, right? And what do you want to, um, how do you wanna be an example to others? that will carry forth into the future far into the future right well, so and i yeah. love
0: how you said this is when you're true to yourself people will gravitate towards you you will then build that support group that will help propel you along and i think that's more of what not only are we longing for is how do we support one another during these times of change and uncertainty but how can we
2: Build a sense of belief
0: that all this change will turn out a lot better after all the work is done. And I can't thank you enough, Tiffany, for the time that you've spent with us discussing uh, really the foundational principles of transformation through the lens of opportunity management. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Tiff.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation.
0: Thank you, Tiff. And as we close every show, when you lead in the age of personalization, you will see things that others don't. Do what others won't and keep pushing when prudence says quit. Thank you, Tiff. Thanks for listening to Personalization Outbreak. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. If you enjoyed the content, visit ageofpersonalization.com to check out our free streaming video series and learn how to get involved in the movement. I'm Glenn Yopis. I wish you a good day. And remember, without strategy, change is merely substitution, not evolution. Learn more about City of Hope at cityofhope.org.